just finger gunned me right into the parking lot. I said, oh, okay. So this is how it's going to be. a solid backup. Chris has been shitting on Coco oh, all, all year. God, this guy Coco I'm, I'm going to put him in double digit goals. He couldn't even get off the plane properly. He got hurt right yeah. off the but right yet, off the steps. But yet you're making love videos for Robbie Robinson. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 38 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, my co-host, Christian Duran, coming off of a great weekend. But before we get into all of that and our special guest, how are you doing, Chris? Well, you're probably doing better than I am since Coco already got one of eight goals that you need in order to win the bet. So <laughs> I told yeah. you he was going to do better than you that. thought. But how you doing, sir? How was your weekend? Yeah, man, it was great. You know, uh, coming off of a win, uh, it was a team that we thought, I mean, we predicted that we were going to win, right? But we knew that it was going to be a struggle. And to see that the team played pretty well, uh, you know, it, it felt good. It felt good to watch that game. That's for sure. All right. Well, we have a very special guest with us today. We have, let's see, a lot of people know him from, let's say, Lente Loco, uh, Fuera de Serie, República Deportiva. We have he's an Inter Miami ambassador, El Bigote, El Presidente. I want to say he was the one that discovered everybody's favorite housewife, Sofia Vergara from Modern Family. Everybody, welcome aboard, Fernando Fiore. How you doing, sir? <laughs> yeah. Well, how are you guys? So good to be here. Episode 38. So the first 37, you know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't good enough to be there. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, actually you invited me before, but I was out of the country for uh, uh for a few weeks, and uh, I'm so glad to be here right now. Uh right before the 40th episode, that's uh, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. To be here now, especially coming out like uh, Chris just mentioned after another another W over the weekend. Uh, thank you for the beautiful introduction. Uh, uh, some of the things I are not exactly the way you tell because I, I didn't discover Sofia Regatta, but uh, but it was good enough that she started her career uh, oh, yeah. on uh, on Spanish television in the U.S. Uh, you know, with me. And, uh, and 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 the story the story is, is, is quite interesting because uh, uh, I already have the pilot done for that particular show back in 1995 for that wow. serie, and uh, and at the very last minute, right before we you know we supposed to go on the air with that show, uh, they asked us to include Sofia in the in the show, and 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 the whole thing changed for the much better because uh, originally the show was supposed to be. Um, something that it will be uh, uh, on a weekend, uh, you know, in in, a, in an okay time slot. But then with the addition of Sofia, we went straight to prime time. Oh, and, yeah. And it was probably one of the most successful TV shows in Spanish uh, TV in the history of uh, Spanish TV in the U.S. So... And I'm so glad that everything, you know, happened the way it did and it worked out extremely well. Well, I'll tell you one thing that he did get right is calling you El Bigote. No, no. And because of you, because of you, because of you, I've been growing the Bigote. In reality, I've been, I've been dying to trim it. But Danny tells me, no, you yeah. cannot do Fernando Fiori like that. So I'm it's growing. coming back. It's coming back. Why, why did you cut back. it to begin with? 
Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Why did you cut it to begin with? Uh, well, uh, it was, um, I shaved it off on the morning of uh, December 19 in, uh, in Doha, in Qatar. Uh, it was uh, it, it was one of my followers in uh, in YouTube that two days before the final, uh, he wrote you know on YouTube on uh, Facebook he wrote to me hey Fiore you know will you shave your mustache if Argentina becomes a world champion and I say my friend I will shave a lot of things if uh, ah. Argentina <laughs> becomes champion uh, uh, that that wouldn't be a, uh, that would be my biggest concern so. It was funny because, uh, you know, 18 of December, I went to the stadium. We became champion. I was working with Bean Sports. We did, uh, we work uh, and, and get all the reactions all the way for our show until I would say about two in the morning, my time in Qatar. Wow. And, and then I went to celebrate and I went to the, to the, to the market. And it was about 5 a.m on Monday morning that I went back to the hotel and I went straight to bed. I was really tired. And then I remembered, I said, oh my God, I promised that I will shave my mustache if Argentina becomes champion. So I get up from bed at five in the morning, right after I went to bed, I get up, I went to the bathroom in my hotel. I put the, the phone in front of me and I recorded it for uh, for my social media platforms. And, uh, and, I, and I did, I, I, I shave it nice. off. And um, but uh, I didn't say for how long. So uh, it's been two and a half months now, and I think it's it's time to go back. Uh, I I agree. I kept my promise. It was it was good. The only thing that uh, you know, it was nine out of ten people that are you know around my circle and also in social media in all my platforms. They say, oh no, you look great now. Leave it like that. You it makes you look younger and uh, and and such and such. But uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of uh, I love the I love the mustache. I have it, you know, pretty much all my life. Uh, I have a lot of commercial campaigns that they are with my mustache, and uh, and I don't need to look young. I, I feel young. I have no problem with my age. Uh, I'm 62 and a half. I'm I'm still playing soccer. I you know nice. I, I go around the world. Uh, oh, when are you gonna play soccer with us? Uh, well, listen, I'm 62. I said, when, when are we 62? You know, you know, I, I, I try to play with people from, uh, from, you know, at least over 50 and yeah. I give them already uh, a lot of years, but, uh, at least over 50. Um, I played the other day with, uh, with a media game in the inter Miami and, uh, you know, oh, I, yes, I saw that and I still, and I still have it. But, uh, my point is that, you know, I don't, you know, I, I'm not particularly wanting to look younger. I, you know, I just want to look whatever is my my trademark and uh and i go back so it's growing back it's growing back That's uh cool. it should be it should be in a couple of weeks that we'll be back in full fledged again so uh one of the the, the biggest uh, things as far as mls concerned is that a lot of people have changed since 96 right a lot of people that represent mls tell me you about are it, one of the I've few originals there, i've been there from right. day one and i see a lot of people change and a lot of people that are still there also change <laughs> also yes yes so you got involved with mls directly or were you just covering mls back in 96 that's a that's a very nice question um uh back in 1996 i was in my second year with fuera de serie uh, uh -huh. i previously 
did a lot of things on TV. I didn't see. I I'm gonna say something that I said already a million times, but you know, first time with you guys. So uh, I'm not a journalist. I didn't study journalism. I didn't. You know, I'm I'm not one to say something that I I'm I'm not. Uh, right. I studied theater. I'm studied theater in the '80s off Broadway, and uh, and you know, and then I graduated in tourism. Uh, I was you know working you know a lot with different companies at the time. Then I had my own little company uh, and I was doing uh, I was doing a theater plays in university where I attend uh, Montclair State University in, in New, New York. Right, in New oh. Jersey, in Montclair, in Upper Montclair. Yes, yeah. and um, and that's why they had the Red Bulls trained for, for you know, for many, many, that's many right. years. Uh, and, uh, and then when I started on television in uh, 1988, uh, I was doing all kind of problems. I wanna, I wanna, you know, I wanna do comedy, uh, I, and I wanna do, uh, you know, uh, game shows, and I want to do, uh, you know, all kind of different things. And and I was fortunate to do that uh, on Spanish TV. I started in Telemundo, then I worked in, you know, that I went to Univision. I did, I did uh, magazine shows, I did uh, reporting, I did game shows, uh, uh, and 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 then I did news. So I went to New York. I went back to New York, and I and I was the news anchor for for New York. Wow. And at one point, they asked. I also did sports as one more thing, you know, in my career. Uh, and then I did Lente Loco, which was the, you know, another iconic, very iconic and very successful show on Spanish TV. Uh, yep. I was the original. That's when host. I first got to know you. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was. I was the original host and creator, co-creator co and uh, and host of the show. Uh, we were three friends that we created the show. Carlos, Manny, and I. And I was the host of the show back in 1992. Uh, but unfortunately, or well, that's the way it worked. Uh, the original, the original uh, creators uh, and, and myself as a host only lasted one year, the original first year of the show. And then we didn't come to terms uh, with Univision. We all left and, and they kept the name. They kept the name Lente Loco and it was another nine years of, uh, of the show. Which was completely different. It was yes. it was something completely different of uh, of the idea of, of the original idea, uh, but it worked. It worked for Univision for another nine years. Uh, they invite me back when they when they celebrated the 10th anniversary, and it was pretty much the end of the show. And but I didn't have any relation with uh, with the new administration of the show. So for us, it was one year of Lente Logo, the original, the the crazy creation back in 1992, and then we didn't have any more relation with. Uh, with the show. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a little later on, uh, I was called back to Univision to work in uh, World Cup 1994. And, and that's when they, they want me to do sports again. And I went back, but it was a sports entertainment. That's why I say yes all this time, because I, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say I'm the original one or the only one or the first one, but pretty much I was the first one in Spanish TV that he wanted to introduce entertainment to sports. Um, right back well, in and back in those days and 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 i think that that's where the difference is right where you have sports coverage where it's very analytical and stats driven which i'm talking about yes I love. And, i'm nothing and, against it it's, it's it's a different it's a different beast yes and 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 there's places for that and there's fans for that but i think when you're tapping into sports entertainment that's where you're really getting a different sort of feeling and vibe from the customers from the viewers so that's something where if, if you hit on it 
you're on it, you know. Well, like I said, I don't want I don't want to claim I'm I'm the only one or the first one at back then. Of course, but pretty much it was like that. Uh, uh, the day the day they wrote the book, uh, I started to do sports entertainment back in 1988 when everybody was uh, was criticizing me for for making crazy things uh, over the sports <laughs> segments, uh, yeah. all all the sports purists. Uh, and I don't blame them, you know. You know they were afraid of this new crazy guy. Uh, I was 28, uh, you know, I and I and I was doing something that nobody ever did before in Spanish TV, uh, like getting getting in a, getting in the studio uh, in a, in a bicycle when when I was covering the, for example, the news of the of the Tour de France, and yes. and and, uh, and I was and also I was doing it very in a very crazy way because I never told the producers or the directors, so they they wanted to kill me. Pretty much everybody wants to kill me because I was. I was doing crazy stuff. Just showing up and doing it. Yeah, uh, and and um, I, I'm telling you, what, I was a maverick. I, I, you know, I probably is not a way to do it unless you are so confident that the that the audience will love what you do, yes. and and then you will get away with murder. And that's yes. exactly what you know what happened to me uh, in my career. So <laughs> we did that. '94, we came back uh, to the to do again uh, sports, but then. Uh, right next year, '95, we start for the series. So, we, you know, we start to travel. It was an, again another iconic, like I said, another iconic show. And um, and then that's when that's when the MLS started in 1996. So I remember right. that I was in Dallas doing a a, a Fuera de Series show, and they asked me to be in the very first broadcast of Univision, just as a you know as a guest. And oh, I was there the, yeah, I was there at the Cotton Bowl. So. I was. I never worked for the MLS. No, '96 uh, till '99. I was doing for the Serie, but I was following and supporting the MLS on radio because I was working in Radio Caracol in, in, in uh, at that time in Miami, oh, and I was and I was a, a big supporter of the MLS, and I was going to every single game when the Fusion was created back in 1998. Uh, crazy times. Crazy, very crazy, very, very crazy times. Uh, it, it was like a bunch of friends. I, I, you know, I was on TV. I wasn't even doing a sports segment. I was working on for that Serie, but I was so much into the MLS and so much into our league and our team that that I was going into the locker room with the players. I was waiting for the players in the locker room. You know, crazy stuff. Uh, I was into the, you know, into the pitch as soon as they finished. We rarely won the first two years, 98, 99. So. Uh, I was always supporting, always on the stands, always, you know, uh, trying to tell the people that give it time. This is the first, the second year of the league. That's amazing. Let me tell you, it was a lot of criticism, man. I, oh, of you know, course. I, like I say, I respect all my colleagues and I respect everybody that's working in the in the sports uh, in the sports segment of uh, of things on TV, radio, and so on. But uh, but not many people got patience back then. Everybody was criticizing their fields, their oh, yeah. players, their referees, their their ball, their shootouts, their clock. Everything was bad. Everything, well, everything the shootouts, their, their, uh... their jerseys, their jerseys. Everything was so bad for ev pretty much for everybody. Everything was bad. How can we got this? And I tell you know, I was a lot of friends of mine and colleagues that I used to. I said, guys, let's give us a chance. You know, I was I was a a big supporter because I said, listen, I suffer back in the 80s when I moved from Argentina to New York. I suffer when they close my team, the Cosmos, and when they close the league. Oh, yeah. So it, it is, 
of course I wasn't happy with, you know, with the level of playing. Of course I wasn't happy with the fields. Of course I wasn't happy with the refs. But what was the thing to get and criticize and, and, and kill everything instead of saying, hey, let's wait a little bit. Let's support this. We're going to get better. And that was my motivation. And, uh, and, and fast forward another, you know, two years in, in uh, 1999 when I started doing República Deportiva, again, I was the one, the first one who uh, who was going to the to the stadiums and try to get the players and invite them players and beg the players to you know to come to the to come to my show and be a guest. And then the MLS realized that hey, we got a great platform with this guy here. Let's let's send the players to his shows. It was huge ratings, and uh, yeah. and when, then they then I started the collection of the jerseys and do all my gimmicks and all my props and all everything and. Yeah, and yeah. even even though when the MLS went from Univision to Telemundo, uh, I was supporting the MLS. I was going to the games, and I remember I said, "Hey, Fernando, you can't talking so much about the MLS because the rights are in another TV yeah, station." Of course. You know. Yeah. But I said, "Guys, this is bigger than that. This is of our soccer, our football league. We have to." So anyway, you have to you have to appreciate it at, yeah, at the end that, of the day. That pretty much answered your question. I never, I was never paid. I was never staffed of the MLS, uh, but then I work a lot, very close to the MLS on on Zoom on the on the marketing side because I was working for a lot of companies and a spokesperson of a lot of companies that they were doing the fan fest. So recently, a very a very famous member of the of the MLS uh, staff for so many years. Uh, you know, was saying was saying on internet. Oh, Fernando is like family here. I said, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm family, but I want to be staff someday, and I want to I want to also collect something, you know, and, <laughs> and be part be part of the official to you know to be doing something that you know that is more just than thank you very much, Fernando, for what you're doing, and uh, and 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 it was uh, you well, know, but I, I've been here and I will keep supporting no matter what because this is my league this is our league uh and 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 i don't forget i don't forget those days where there were so many things that were wrong but i, I was trying to see the positive side of everything but fast forward 20 well, years and, and then they announced inter miami how did you get involved with inter miami well another story yeah uh, uh in the very beginning there were some people that i knew from before that they were in the you know they were uh, executives at Inter Miami. Um, we have so many meetings before trying to see, you know, how I could be involved with the team, and uh, and uh, and unfortunately it was it was COVID because originally I was I was part of the of the four member team that it would be in CBS with the local games. It was. Uh, uh, Dre Cordero and uh, and and Ray Hudson on the play-by-play -play and, and analyst. It was Kaylin Kyle as the side reporter, and I was gonna be taking care of all the fans' relationship and the crazy stuff on the stands and 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 content from the from the from the fans and 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 things like that. And unfortunately, when <laughs> when the when the season was starting in 2020. Uh, COVID Everything was great with COVID, so right. they still have the play-by-play. -play, they still have the analysts. They they still have side reported, but there was no fans. So, well, so well, I was well, out. Of, I was out of job before it started. 
Well, <laughs> technically, technically there were fans. If you see that little board that's behind Danny right there with him and his oh, daughter, yeah. Uh, yeah, that board there. sat in his season tickets. Yeah. So, I mean, technically, oh. I guess, you know. When Pizarro got yeah, that goal I, and he ran I up to that make, lady. I couldn't make a lot of fun and make them talk. So that was, <laughs> I, I, I could do a lot of things and, and I'm, Decently good to many things, but to make cardboard talk, I don't know. I mean, I, I need to be a ventriloquist. I, I'm not I'm not there yet. So so we switch, we switch, and I, and I, and I switch, and I went to radio. Uh, if you remember nice. the first the first two years or yeah. year and a half, it, it was a satellite radio with a Big O and Alex Donald. Oh, that's and right. So uh, the original the original the original group of radio it was. Alex Zono and and and, uh, and Orlando Alzagari, and yeah, and then the game it was uh, Chris Whittingham with uh, with Thomas oh, Ronken, yeah. oh, and yeah. I said, well, we can add a third voice uh, on on the on on the games, and I was a crazy guy, you know, paying attention of the crazy things on the stands and and and, and the different styles of play and so on. So you, I had a great time the first two seasons. And well, you're, and still, you're still an ambassador for the team, though. Huh? Yeah. Well, then, then, uh, like I said, another another twist of fate. But uh, at the same time that I was doing that, I was doing that in every game. Uh, they asked me also to be involved with all the content and activations for the sponsors of the team. Oh, which man. is the commercial part, which for me is very natural. Also, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm an expert pretty much in marketing and and branding and so on. So I've been doing this. I. I was a spokesperson with Coca-Cola for 10 years, AT&T, uh, Budweiser, uh, you know, anything you may, I, you know, I did that. That's another thing that I, that I completely separated from my uh, colleagues in sports, that I yes. was doing a lot of brand and, and, and commercials and campaigns. And, uh, and it was something that, you know, that I, uh, that I was involved for many years. Also with the, like I said, with the MLS, not that the MLS, but soon, you know, when they started to create the fan fest uh, and 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 the, the original, the first years of the Mexican tour, all that I was involved in all the commercial part, uh, and uh, and then the Inter Miami asked me when they finished the satellite radio and they went to uh, they went to the terrestrial radio. They say oh, they only want to have two people on the booth, so mm. we're gonna concentrate on the commercial part. So and I and I keep doing that, and I then I. Last year, I did uh, content for the team, for Publix, for Fernet Branca, for uh, Wendy's, for Heineken. Uh, I did all that. Uh, well, that's what you it, need the it, bigote. That's yes. right. That's what I needed back. And and yeah. if you could just help us out with something, because one of our main complaints on the podcast is we don't see any abuelitas making the cafe cubano. And so I try, I think, man. I try to be the spokesperson for Cafe Bustelo. I'm working on it. Yeah. And so if you can be able to kind of finagle your way into getting some abuelitas to do a little espumita every time they make their Cuban coffee, that would be wonderful. Yeah. That, it's necessary. Oh, listen, uh, there's always a chance. There's always. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, talking about your experience, because one of the things as far as between Danny and I is I just recently got into the sport maybe about a year and change ago. And Danny's, you know, been following the MLS for, for some time now. And he's always talked about how the MLS has sort of developed, you know, over time and has gotten better. And I imagine that with the amount of experience that you've had and in, in, around this league, it's got to be uh, amazing 
to see the difference between when you first got in up until where it is today. And, and so I just want to hear a little bit about your perspective, like what you think about how MLS has progressed and where you think you could be able to see that moving forward. Well, I have to be honest. There are, there are two aspects. I'm, uh, I'm extremely happy the way that the, uh, that the league went from the beginning 1996 until now in terms of uh, players, stadiums, organization, uh, pretty much everything that is involved, you know, around around the game, uh, it's amazing. I mean, when when we started in 1996, uh, we didn't have any single stadium that it was only for soccer. It was a lot of um, I tried a to lot think. Of football Columbus, stadiums, I imagine. Columbus was the first one, and and uh, and then everything it was in the NFL stadiums or stadiums that belong to something mm-hmm. else. Uh, the Fusion, we all know, started with Lockhart. Uh, it, it was used for many other things at that time. They all the old local stadium, uh, and around the league, you know, we were trying to build specific stadiums for soccer. I, I was much, very much involved in the with the Red Bulls and that process because uh, uh, a director of communications for that for that team back there uh, is a good friend of mine, and and I was involved since I. Since I didn't have a team, once the fusion disappeared, uh, I was uh, I was supporting every team pretty much around the league and 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 trying to be positive about everything they were doing. Oh yeah, in LA, in New York, or in or, or, or Dallas, but uh, but in New York because uh, the stadium was gonna build very close to what my home used to be in Hoboken, New Jersey, and and because my oh, friend, nice. my my friend, my friend was uh, my friend on the team was pretty much like your your uncle or your grandfather when the kid was you know is, is born and, and they start to give them they bring the ball and they bring the jersey and they bring everything you know with, the, with the team color so you say well i have to be of this thing well they they did exactly the same with the, the red bulls no they, i have tons and tons of polos t-shirts jerseys uh jackets hats and everything because they were giving me everything and say hey you know you are originally from uh, from here from new jersey you have to support the team you don't have a team anymore and and, so and, come on uh, over to the Jersey side. I was, it was true. Actually, it was true. I didn't have the fusion anymore. I, I suffered again. Uh, I was devastated at that time. But uh, uh, going back to your question, then on the other side of my heart, of course, I miss those days. Like I said, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. it, it's something that it will never be again. Uh, you know, the chance you can see some pictures that I, I, I post every now and then uh, I was. Every time we won with the fusion, I went inside and, and hugging the the players were all my friends. I I used to go to Valderrama's birthday at his house. Uh, I I I put my own money because, like I said, I never worked for MLS or for the teams. Right. So yeah, I I, I bought my own tickets and and I went with uh with the team, you know, on away trips. Uh, we have a, such a great feeling. Uh, you know, all the players were coming to my show, so I interviewed them. I knew players around the league. Uh, everyone. I know from Campos, Hermosillo, uh, Luis Hernandez, Abundis, all the, the Mexican players that they were, they were here. Uh, I I got to the point that in one final, one MLS Cup, the the players on the bench uh, from um, from New England they say, "Come on, Fernando, sit with us, man. You are our friend. Sit with us." And I was sitting at the bench on the MLS Cup, and uh, and, and I remember, you know. 
a very important also member of the staff of the MLS uh, from, from, from many, many years. They came to me, you know, like uh, 20 minutes into the game. I said, uh, they, Can't they did like this. They did like this. And I turned around and I said, oh, oh. And I said, listen, Fernando, you can't be sitting in the bench with the players. <laughs> so, you know, those those were crazy <laughs> times. Those were crazy times. Crazy, crazy in a good way because I, I didn't do – it's not like I was breaking anything. If anything, I was promoting the league like nobody else did. So, right. uh, I, you know, and, and they and didn't I, pay me. They didn't pay me. I did it from the bottom of my heart. So, uh, but uh, but it was kind of I, I understand that it's not the normal thing in a professional league. I, I mean, you don't see you don't see a, a guy friend of the player sitting in a, in a final of a Champions League or find, sitting in a in a game in, in in La Liga or Serie A. You know, it, it's not something that. But in those days, like I said, everything was new and <laughs> we did we did some crazy we did some crazy stuff. I miss that I miss that that part. Well, and a lot of people talk very highly about it. And so, you know, I love where the league has grown to, yeah. um, you know, talking about talking about the Red Bulls. I mean, we got New York City FC coming up. But if we just head down 95 going south and we go to Philadelphia, we just played them here uh, this past weekend. So that was an exciting game. Uh, yeah. That was a game that I was super happy to watch. Uh, Danny, what were your thoughts on the game. I mean, I, I was super well, excited, but then there's some people saying pump the brakes, right? Yeah. Before we get into that, I, I wanted to clarify real quick because some people were getting on me on Twitter because I put up a video where there was an Inter Miami logo handing an L over to the Philadelphia Union logo. And I put best team in MLS or MLS Cup favorites. I thought that it was implied that I was inferring that Philadelphia was supposed to be that team. Everybody thought that I said Miami is that team. No, I don't yeah. think Inter Miami is now the cup favorites. I do think that it was a great win that they beat Philadelphia. But a lot of people are getting on people for getting excited about these two wins. But I, I although technically these teams aren't the same teams as last year, even though they finished one and two last year, they're not one and two this year. But Philadelphia brought back the same 11 from last year to this season. And we thought that they would win, but we thought that they would win because we thought that they'd be preparing for this, the, the Champions League game that they have on Tuesday or tomorrow against in El Salvador. So we thought maybe they'll rest some players. Maybe they won't play the full 90. Maybe they're going to go with a different tactic to make sure that they can you know, keep their players fresh for Tuesday. But they came in and they played to win. They made no changes from the previous Saturday. So I think that win was a lot more impressive than people are giving them credit for. And I understand that it's only two games, but I think it's every Inter Miami fan has a right to be excited for the start. Fernando, did you see us winning on Saturday? Because a lot of most people didn't. We thought that they would win, but again, I thought they would win because I thought that Philadelphia might loosen the reins a little bit preparing for uh, Tuesday. I'm sorry, man. You're asking uh, a question to the wrong person. Uh, you like think they're gonna I win said, every week? Yes. Yes, uh, that, undefeated, that's my, baby. That's that, I'm sorry. That's my mentality. I don't pretend to be like I said. I'm not a journalist. Uh, I always related to the fan. I think that there are hundreds and hundreds of great colleagues that that they they work perfectly their craft, uh, either play by play or analyst or hosting or or, or whatever you want to do on uh, on on the sports. Uh, segments 
of uh, of broadcasting. Uh, right. But I was always the other guy, the guy that he was close to the fans, and that's what I brought to the table. I was I was a host of seven World Cups with Univision. Uh, I I had my show uh, with Fox Sports in uh, 2018. Unfortunately, it didn't go like like uh, like it was planned, uh, and because pretty much because the U.S. didn't qualify, and that that dent a lot of uh, a yeah, lot that, of spirits and a lot of the investments, and uh, and and quite frankly, you know, it was very strange. Uh, it was very strange coverage of the 2018. Uh, I'm always always will be thankful to Univision and 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 Fox. Uh, sports for giving me the opportunity, but uh, but I I was always that person that is is not gonna be analytical and trying to uh, to do you know a, a, you know a very truthful analysis and statistics because it was never my intention. Like I said, I respect and I admire and and and, and I think there are tons and tons of colleagues that they can do that. Nice. Uh, my role my role was something that it was missing back in the eighties. And, and now that every you know a lot of people now trying to do it with with different results, uh, but uh, back then, that's what I wanted to do. I said, you know, we need the voice of the fans. I rather you know sit in the stands and and and, and enjoy the game with them and, and bring that voice. Uh, and and for me, it's difficult to say. Okay, let me think this Saturday. Hmm, we play Philadelphia. Well, Philadelphia was a better team <laughs> last year. So now they will have the same four, two, four, three. They scored three, thirty-five they goals last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I wasn't like that. I say, oh my god, I think that we're gonna beat him, <laughs> that, <laughs> and that's, that's it. We're gonna kick their ass. My, that's my analysis, which it usually is the same analysis of, of the uh, of the fan on the stands. Of course, I mean, of course. No, you I have hardly, to go that I hardly way. ever see. I hardly ever see of any of the guys in La Familia or in any other team. You know, there are some there are some fans, yes, that they are you know more into numbers and they and of they course. are they, they, they wanted to be broadcasters, maybe, and they try to analyze everything. But I would say the the highest number or the average of the of, of the fans are let's go, baby, let's win, Miami. You know, and and and, and, just, and you know, and just be behind the team no matter what, even if it's a very difficult task, even if they are against all odds. Uh, we always think that we're going to win. Well, and that's the one thing that for sure that Danny and I appreciate about you is that uh, you're you're a super fan of this team. And just like how when I joined, you know, the fandom, right, I wasn't looking at numbers. I, I started coming to the games because of the excitement, the atmosphere. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's partying, even if it's a loss, right? Everybody's still having a good time. I mean, teams win, teams lose, but you know what? Everybody's still partying. Everybody's having a good time. You know, it's not like everybody's. Oh man, we didn't score two goals like we did last time. Yeah, and well, so let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I, you know, the the first two seasons, obviously, I, you know, I went back home, and and driving driving the the long 45, 50 minutes from from the drive pink stadium to my home. You know, it, it, it wasn't like I was happy and and trying to of get you know, uh, uh, you know, every time we lost and 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 we did lose many times, uh, yes. especially when you're in the in the on radio on the broadcast, you know, and 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 suffering, you know, what was going on in the field. 
but uh but then again as soon as monday or tuesday i was already thinking that our team could beat anyone next week and that we're going to qualify yes. for the playoffs and and i was giving the benefit of the doubt and i thought that pizarro will play amazing the next game and 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 and, and, and even you know that that Figal and Gonzalez Peters were going to be a big wall again, even though they made a lot of mistakes and a lot of yellow cards and red cards. Of course. I say, no, now they're going to play good. And, and and I knew that Morgan is going to make incredible crosses. And, you know, and uh, well, sometimes, you, sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. <laughs> you did what you did what Danny Schertz says, right, Danny? Believe. Gotta, At the end of the believe. day, after a bad game, you still you still believed which a lot of the play a lot of our fans right now they're believing into this team at this very moment because we we won such an impressive fashion against Philadelphia yeah two two games two games uh it never happened in our you know young history not since the fusion days not since uh, 2001 no that's right uh, oh my god don't 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 bring those memories because i'm gonna start to cry man that that 2000, <laughs> that 2001, use, your, use your fusion jersey to wipe the tears off yeah it's right there my 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 good friend diego Serna. i have his jersey when he scored the first hat trick uh, uh those were the days that that team for 2001 uh you know it was unbelievable uh such a great time. I never expected that they're gonna fold us at the end of that season. Uh, we 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 reached the we reached the final of the Open Cup. We reached the the Shield and 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 the and the team. It was unbelievable. Uh, Ray Hatton at the helm, and uh, and Serna, and Pineda Chacon, and Preki, and uh, and uh, Rimando, and Colin, man, Mastroeni. What a team! What a team! Um, it was very unfortunate. It was very unfortunate the way the way it happened, and uh, and it broke my heart. And uh, wow, man! Twenty years waiting. Uh, I never, I never thought that I'm gonna be seeing again another team in in Miami. And uh, thank you to uh, Jorge Mas and the Mas family, Jose and, and 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 David Beckham and and everybody that you know that was pushing forward to get this uh, this into Miami. Uh, again in, uh, in in South Florida. And going back to Pizarro Saturday. Back. <laughs> going, going back to uh, Saturday, Robert Taylor. You, a lot of people saying early candidate for goal of the year. Now I'm Colombian. The first goal that I thought of was the Hamas from 2014 against Uruguay. Everybody now, did that. Some people, yeah. yeah, everybody was comparing them. I yeah. think, although Hamas is more impressive because it was in the World Cup. I think Robert Taylor's was a little more difficult because he was on the run. Yeah. Like, Hamas brought the ball down, but he was standing still, caught it, and scored. Robert Taylor was on the run as he did that. That took incredible balance. To me, I think the Robert oh, yeah. Taylor goal was just a tad bit more impressive than the Hamas goal. I know, as a Colombian, I feel bad saying it, but it is what it is. Well, it, you know, if you can separate the goal itself and the moment of the, the goal. Stage. The stage. No, of course, of course. It is. Uh, yes. When you score a very similar goal, but in the in the World Cup. In the World stage, Cup. No, for sure. Oh, yeah. In Maracana, <laughs> uh, then, you know, the the level goes uh, much higher because <laughs> it's a completely oh, yeah. different environment. Uh, saying that, I, 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 I thought that Taylor's goal was absolutely fantastic. And... Uh, and and I'm so glad to that I 
I was there to watch it live. So uh, it was uh, it was beautiful. Are you going to all the games? I try to. Uh, like I said, the first two seasons, uh, I was part of the broadcast team, so I did every single game. I think I, I think right. I missed I think I missed one game in the whole in the whole two seasons. Uh, uh, now, well, since I'm not on the payroll <laughs> for that for those <laughs> games, then. Uh, sometimes I have jobs that they are at the same time of, of the Inter-Miami game. So, uh, unfortunately, some games I have to miss because, I, you know, when, when you work, when you work uh, and, and, and it's easy to understand, when you work full-time with a, with a corporation, then you are dedicated to that corporation. I worked 25 years at Univision and I was working pretty much on the contract. And, you know, I was always available for Univision first and second and, and, and then... If I have extra time, I will do any, any other freelance job. Uh, of course. But at, at this particular moment, uh, then if someone offers me a job and it just happened to be on the very same day of the game, then unfortunately I will have to decide I have to go to work. Of course, prioritize. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm also I'm also a secretary general and and I and I broadcast for ESPN uh, tech ball the tech ball tournaments in uh, in the U.S. Tech ball is a fairly new sport. You probably saw them. It's a curve. It's a curve table. Like you play like yes. ping pong. Yes. Football. Yeah, they have it uh, at, I, donated, at the I donated one of the tables that they have in the in the Inter Miami uh, okay. facility. Nice. I donated two tables when we started. Um, I'm part of the. I'm like I say. I'm part of the federation of the the U.S. Federation. I was a I was a delegate in the World Cup two years ago in Poland, and uh, and and again it happened to me like last year. I have two jobs at the same time. I was working with Bean Sports in the World Cup in Qatar, and I also had to go to work with Tech Ball in, in Germany. So I had to choose and I, and I had to go to the World Cup. But uh, that's that's back to the thing. Some of the tournaments of Tech Ball are on the same dates uh, of, of, of games of the Inter Miami. So I have to I have to go to, to work sometimes. So of course, that makes but I sense. Try, I try to go to as many games as I can, obviously. Um. Obviously, well, and a, so basically, and so basically, talking a little bit about talking a little bit about what what's coming down the pike, right? At least I know two good things may be coming this year. One is El Bigote, and two <laughs> is Messi. Right now, we talk about Messi all the time. It drives me bananas to talk about Messi with the possibility of coming to Inter Miami. Now, who better to ask other than Argentina's own Fernando Fiori about Messi? So what do you think about that deal? What do you think about Messi coming to Inter Miami and having an impact on the on the on the club? Okay, uh I'm going to I'm going to tell you what was my thinking way before the World Cup. Uh mm -hmm. and and like I said in the beginning of this uh, of this show because I'm also uh, very much involved in marketing. Uh, I was saying before the World Cup that probably one of the Messi's great opportunities to be able to play in one more World Cup, which will be the 2026 in the U.S., mm -hmm. uh, it would be to make a transition to the MLS, specifically to Inter Miami. Uh, because simple equation, you know, you play less games, uh, you will be approaching 39, 
for the next World Cup. So these next years, uh, you know, you can somehow preserve a little bit of your physique and your uh, and your body uh, yeah. playing once a week, pretty much, uh, and 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 then a different in a different atmosphere and, 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 and different kind of pressure. I don't say it's more or less, but it's different. Uh, the pressure I never considered that. I, I never considered what you just said about less games because technically, yeah. since you just have to make the playoffs, you could take a couple games off. Not that you want him to, but yeah. as long as you make the playoffs, you're still in the dance for the championship. Yeah. Whereas in La Liga, yeah. you need yeah. to make sure that you stay ahead of Real Madrid, for example, all yeah. year long. So you need to play in every game. And I had never considered that. No, not only that, and then, and then, any 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 team that uh, Messi plays in Europe, they will have to add the whatever you know the cup of the country, plus Champions League or or, or European League or, or 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 whatever you know is around, yeah. plus all the national team games that many times they request you to go play with the national team but come back the next day. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. So if you keep playing in Europe, uh, it will take a toll in this mm -hmm. part of your life, you know, from 35 right, right, right. to, you know, up. Uh, so I was always thinking that it would be a, a great transition for him to be in the U.S. Then he wins the World Cup with Argentina. More, more to my favor than say, you know what? Now I, I got the trophy, <laughs> the, the, the World Cup. Uh, you know, I was champion of... Uh, Uh, the Champions League with uh, with Barcelona for many years. Uh, I have seven, you know, Ballon d'Oros. So now I still competitive because the MLS is more and more under the radar and more and more pressure, and it's a difficult kind of physicality on the on the games. Yeah. But then again, you play less games. Uh, you know, you are not under you know the, the scrutiny. It will be, yeah, much bigger because you are messy, but still. It's a different kind of pressure of, of, of being like Lekip puts you three points, you know, you know, because you play really bad against one team in Europe. Yeah, it's gonna right. be a different kind of uh, a different kind of opinions. Uh, and then, like I said, plus the marketing side, because you know, being the World Cup in the US, all the big brands are here. You can be yes. exposed to much more. Not that, not that Messi will need money, but everybody does need more money. I mean, you never say, I, I take less. There's a reason so, why Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, exactly. He, you know, he decided to go there not because it's going to be better for his playing level. I mean, come on, even the most uh, diehard fan of Cristiano Ronaldo, they have to admit that if you go to play in Saudi Arabia, it's not because you want to be better in your craft. You go because you got more money, and this is perfectly fine. I, yeah, I admire Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I'm not the kind of fan that says, "Oh, I love Messi." Messi or Ronaldo? Cristiano. No, I, I. I like them both. I think Messi is better. It's my personal opinion. Like, you know, anybody can have it, a personal it, opinion. Uh, but uh, but I, I think that Cristiano Ronaldo is great. Uh, and, uh, and and he went there because of the money. So of course. Messi, Messi could be, you know, I think that Messi could play another World Cup. Well, uh, I, saying that, on top of that now, this year, with the announcement of, the, of Copa America being played in the U.S., is another extra incentive for him to be here in America. Because, again... You're going to play with your national team. Now that you finally reach that status of being a World Cup winner with your national team, you want to extend and you want to go around the world playing with your national team jersey. 
being the world champion at the biggest stages, including Copa America, included in the U.S. Again, like it mm -hmm. was in Copa America Centenario. So all those things, uh, I think they're positive or, or, or they give us, you know, they give us the, the chance that we might land Messi sooner than later. Well, and then I think, again. I think, and I think that it's going to be big for his legacy as a whole. That's another if thing. he was to come to the MLS, right? Because he helped this done league as, grow. Yeah, because he's done as much as he could overseas. Uh, but coming to the MLS and actually being the catalyst, the main reason that the MLS grows. On I top mean, of that, on top of that, the MLS, the, uh, the Apple deal. So oh, yeah. now every single game is watched around the world. So it's not like a, uh -huh. you know, it. it Give me one fan of Cristiano Ronaldo who can say, "Oh, I'm following the Saudi Arabia league because I watch it every week." <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not making joke out of that. I no, no, that but it is, is funny. It is funny. It, I, I don't funny. know. I don't even know where to watch it. It's funny, but it's not a joke. Yeah, you don't. You don't even know two names of our players who play with him. No uh, idea. And 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 you don't even know the standings right now, probably. And 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 even yeah, the diehard fans of Cristiano Ronaldo now they are they probably have a. A very difficult time to watch him play. Oh yeah, yeah. With Messi, it will be completely the different stage because he's oh, coming yes. to a league that just by chance signing a deal with one of the biggest companies Brands. of you know of communications mm -hmm. of the world, where mm -hmm. you can watch every single game in Timbuktu. So yes. all those all those Bangladesh fans of Messi and the national team of Argentina can watch Messi in Apple TV. And then imagine uh, when the World Cup comes, the marketing that Apple's yes, going to have. Don't wait, don't wait to the World Cup. Like I said, now with the Copa America, 16 teams, the whole Americas together again. These are Apple you know, salivating all something. the big brands. Uh, McDonald's, yep. Budweiser, Head and Shoulders. Everyone that is here in headquarters, Procter and Gamble, which I work for also, uh, Gillette, uh, all those all those brands, Gillette. Uh, Gillette's Gillette. another one for sure. Yep. Uh -huh. Gillette, Gillette, which I'm gonna use tomorrow to shave. Yeah, Gillette, which I I'm gonna shave tomorrow with my Gillette. Uh, I'm working with Gillette. Uh, uh, I was actually gonna I, I was actually gonna ask you if you had like a Dollar <laughs> Shave Club membership, but then I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, 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 Gillette. Uh, all I, I shave with Gillette too. Yeah, all those brands got a headquarters here in the US. So they're ready to invest a lot of dollars in the biggest player, one of the biggest players in history. So it's interesting. What do you what do you say to the fact because this inter inter Miami, I feel like because it's brand new, the fan base feels almost intimate. You feel like you can watch the players go from the training facility to the stadium. Fans feel like they're very close to the players and the team, the front office. They feel like it's it's close. Once Messi arrives, that changes. That changes completely. No, and there's no there's no way around it because unfortunately, everything is going to change. So there's some fans in the fan base that I've heard say that they don't want Messi to come because they don't want, as they call them, bandwagon fans to jump on. Now I'll tell you before I ask you for for your opinion. My opinion is I want that stadium full. I don't care why they come. Eventually, I think if they root for the team long enough. After Messi leaves, they'll still love the team because they made it to the stadium and they beca it became a regular part of their every Saturday now, every Saturday night. So I think that they'll stick with the team and I, and I want him to come. But there are some fans that that say that they don't want him to come because of that. What's your opinion on that? 
definitely the whole thing is going to change to begin with. I don't think that if, if Messi comes right now or next year or, or at any other time in, in a point in time before Freedom to Park is built, uh, it's going to be difficult to play at, uh, at the Triping Stadium because yes. uh, uh, where are we going to put the people? We're going to need two yeah. stadiums. <laughs> uh, well, that, I, I that, think they're going to end up moving temporarily to, to Hard Rock the because you could probably yeah. sell out at least half of it. I have no idea what are the relationship between uh, between the two organizations, but uh, but I say they have to be Plan B for sure because uh, I doubt it that we can uh, that that we can uh, host so many people that wanted to see Leo Messi playing uh, at Dry Pink. Oh, yeah. uh, that's the first thing. Security is another thing. Uh, yeah, uh, that that it, it will change. Uh, hopefully the essence of the club will never change. That's why we call them La Familia. Hopefully, yes. like you said, uh, you know, players come and go, uh, executives come and go. Uh, but the jersey but, uh, stays the, the same. Team, but yeah, but the fans on the stands, uh, they, they, they're supposed to be the same fans from day one. When you, when you, when you get the first jersey from your father or your grandfather, uh, or when you buy your first jersey, until they put the jersey, you know, in front of your in front of your uh, uh, of your coffin, uh, oh. you know, by <laughs> the day at the day you die. So, right. uh, hopefully, although it's it's a different, it, it will it will increase the fandom for sure because uh, it's a lot of people that are Messi fans that they will, you know, by osmosis get it, get into the get into the Inter Miami and um, yes, but right. definitely yeah. definitely hopefully. We will never lose one single fan the day, you know, if happens, Messi comes to Inter Miami and leaves Inter Miami. Uh, it have to be the strongest side to the team and to the colors and to and to our, you know, and to our team that you know that we support because we love it because it's from our city because uh, we are from Miami. Uh, usually it happens, you know. I think I think it's a big percentage of that, uh, and I, hopefully that will be the case here in Inter Miami too. Uh, and like I said, unfortunately for me in my lifetime, when I was a, when I was a teenager, all the way until I was 20 uh, in my country, I, in Argentina, I never, ever think that a team might disappear. It, it was something that it never occurred to my mind. Say, I'm, I'm a diehard right, right, right. fan, we were play, uh, you know, through, you know, fake and thing and, and, and good times and bad times. Thank God it, it's more good times than bad, but... But uh, we, you will never think that a team will disappear, uh, uh, much less that the league will disappear. So yeah. there are concepts that, as a fan, it will never occur to me when I was in Argentina. In, in South America, it never would. Yeah. Yeah, in Argentina, or even when I when I moved to US, when I when I was when I start to go to the to see the to watch the, the Cosmos, Cosmos games, uh, I never thought that they're gonna disappear. Even even if we were playing in a in an NFL stadium that it was pretty much empty. <laughs> uh, even if yeah, even if we even if we know that we didn't have a you know the the, the TV rights uh, the deals that it will support that, but we have uh, you know we have brands that they were sponsors and so on. I, I never ever occurred to me in in uh, in the summer of 1980 that my team the Cosmos will disappear, and much less that few years down the road the whole league is gonna disappear. And then it happened yeah. to me again with the Fusion. So. Man, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of. A, I never take it anything for granted. Maybe that's why I support it and I love the MLS so much from the very first moment. 
because especially when the fusion went down and it was only 10 teams and so on, I was afraid that something similar that happened to the NASL in the 80s will happen again. And, and I was heartbroken back then, and I didn't want to be heartbroken again in the, in the 2000s, you know, with, with, you know, with the league disappearing. So uh, maybe that's well, why I didn't criticize, uh, you know, openly to the public as much as many colleagues did back then, because I was more uh, in love with the league and with the team and supporting that football in the U.S. will strive than, than pointed out all the... All, all the bad things that they were going around the league in the in the beginning, you know, in their first years. Yeah, and I don't think we have to worry about MLS anymore. I think MLS has a great foundation no, no, now, no. and it's just yeah, gonna, yeah it's just going to grow now. No, no, no. With, but in two thousand and one, yeah. in two thousand and one, no, I know, I know, no, for when sure. You have two teams, and the best team in the league disappear from one day to another, like it happened to the uh -huh. Fusion. No, for they, sure, hey, for sure. If the best teams on the league disappear, and, and and also the Tampa Bay disappear at the same time, from you say, yeah. hey, at any moment. They cut two more teams and 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 we are done. So mm -hmm. now now well, it's easy. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah now it's it. now it's fine. Now you need now you need two hundred million to uh, to get a franchise. You know. And and back to the Messi point, real quick. I think if Messi were to come to the team, I think it would be great just for the fact that we would now be a global brand. Because when you walk around the streets right now, you see PSG jerseys, Manchester United, Chelsea, obviously Barca, Real Madrid. When you go to other parts of the world. People are going to start wearing the Inter Miami jersey if Messi is on Inter Miami, and it's going to be something that's recognized globally. And I think that that's great for the franchise as a whole, especially when attracting other players in the future. Totally. Um, so I, I I am pretty happy about that. Now I wanted to give the people in the chat a couple of chances to ask you some questions. Now one question that somebody asked earlier that we didn't get to was, would you ever consider doing a lente loco in the Inter Miami training facilities? Now, is that something that would ever be a possibility? I saw that. Um, uh, I think that you know that doesn't doesn't depend on me. I I will do I will do many things. I have many ideas. I have many ideas that I can implement. Uh, like I said, this uh, this new this new deal with with Apple and and the MLS and so on. Uh, they have different aspects. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, if they approach and and they requested me to to bring some ideas to do some things that I that I don't see right now uh, that they are on the broadcast, I will I will bring them. That's something that that's something I I respond to that on the on Twitter also on my Twitter at Fernando Fiore. I responded that one will be something uh, interesting to do. Another interesting to do we do we will be doing kind of not every week but kind of some kind of segment that uh, travel with the team uh, like a fuera de serie. Less uh, sans Sofia because Sofia, I don't think it will be able to. Uh, it will be able to. Uh, Sofia keeps busy. Yeah, he, she, she's too busy now. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but go with the team and with the fans. You know, we did yes. it last year with one of the sponsors. Uh, you know, they needed they needed to support it a little more. They probably needed to get another another round. I don't think that's going to be from one team to another. But last year we did it. We were one of the sponsors of the Inter Miami. We did a trip. I did a trip with some fans of La Familia. And 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 it will be fine to have Was some out of that. We went to New York. Oh, oh to New York. Nice. Okay. We went to New York okay. to play the Red Bulls, and uh, and and to New and Jersey. We went with one of when an airline. We went with an airline, <laughs> and and it was included the uh, the airline trip, and uh, and you know and and uh, and then I think that 
because of because of my experience as a as a travel planner and, and I graduated in traveling, I think that I couldn't, you know, give him some ideas and and, and because I'm a fan, uh, I, I thought that we can do a, a, a good product out of that. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't fly back then because they didn't give me the chance to give my ideas, but uh, maybe maybe they, they will eventually. Uh, a Lente local kind of a segment that would be that would be fun to do if they if they allow me. Uh, like I said, a traveling a traveling uh, a, a traveling segment. Also another seg Now I saw today also that our friend Kaylin Kyle uh, was asking uh, on Twitter for fans with retro jerseys uh, to do a segment. Oh, in, I in saw that. You have quite the collection. Yeah, I, I have over a hundred from the very beginning. Uh, we couldn't do a segment with uh, with the different jerseys that it goes through the MLS season. That's another idea that that I can uh, you know that that I think is it could work. Uh, I also would like to tell the story from my point of view. Uh, not many people are with the MLS since 1996, so so I you know I can I can give some perspective of what was the league back then. And 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 I'm being part of the history of the MLS from the very beginning. Um, my relationship with the players from that era—that's another thing that has been around my mind. But then again, I, I can't do it alone. I have to. <laughs> I have to to get uh, you need you other know. people to work with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other look, people too. Apple's looking for content. They're looking for content. So I wouldn't be yeah, surprised they, somebody comes to knock. They are. They didn't call me yet. So I. Uh, <laughs> I Content I can provide. I'm, I I can be the the masterful storyteller and and, and can provide content. Uh, I, they they know my number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming to a close now. Chris, do you have anything else before we send off, Mister Fernando Fiore? Well, Fernando, I'll tell you this much. Like I tell that every guest, but ah, you are okay, you are. But you, you are, I know, if you tell every guest, then it's not special. No, but listen, you are the cream of the crop. And not only have you been a part of history in the MLS, but you have also been a part of history for this podcast, the Battered Herons podcast, that we finally hit 100 subscribers. I'm holding it like <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain, right? So we finally hit 100 subscribers. One of the listeners here mentioned it, and I want to point it out. So congrats on 100 subscribers to us, the Batter Herons podcast. So not only were you a part of history for the MLS, but you are an important part of history for us. So that makes you way more important than every guest for sure. thousand percent. Thank you. Or 100% better. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, uh, uh, I, 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 uh, the, my whole career over 35 years in broadcasting uh i you know i i never try to be better than anyone i always try to be better than myself of what of i course. did of what i did in the previous show i was never afraid of competition i was never afraid of people that they are more talented than me i will try to learn for people that are more talented than me i can also uh you know i'm, I'm brave enough to to challenge anyone i have never doubt that i can get better if i were with people that are better than me and 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 it's an honor uh and it will be an honor to work with anybody that is uh that have more knowledge or or, or they are better uh you know all around skills uh so i i'm so glad to be part of this i'm i'm so honored to be uh you know one of the guests of your show thank you very much for the for the invitation um 
No, we appreciate Hopefully. you taking it because we know you're busy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're everywhere. And you were I, I a part to... of a lot of us. I can't speak for everybody in the chat, obviously, but a lot of people's childhood because whenever I would go home, it was Lente Loco, Fuera de Serie. Like, it, it was always so, like, obviously, we appreciate a lot of people, it. Because... Well, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, uh, grew up with me on television. I, I, I feel honored every time I go to anywhere in the stadiums or any place and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm 35, 40 years old now, but... But I that I've been watching you since I was a kid with my family. I'm 62, so I'm 37. You know, I'm, so I've been watching you for for yeah. A while, I'm yeah. I'm part of I'm part of the I'm part of history of television for many people that they grew up with their parents, uh, especially the ones that came to this country without uh, speaking one word in English, like it was my case, for example, and and mm -hmm. and they they were relaying in uh, in, in Spanish TV to for entertainment back in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s and then so. I'm 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 so glad to be part of that. Always humble and and thankful to God, to this country for the opportunities, to the companies I work with, like I said, Telemundo and and Univision, Fox, uh, being sports, being mm -hmm. being sports. Uh, I, I have to be grateful to being sports forever. Also giving me the chance to to go to Qatar to enjoy the most wonderful World Cup uh, as a broadcaster for me and as a fan. Yeah, for uh, sure. Well. Uh, and and thank you to Inter Miami for giving me the opportunity to be here, the fusion in, in, in that time and, and, and all the MLS for, for a wonderful 26 year history, 27 right now. Well, and I'll you tell time you for how. Question? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look, because Lucho put this question out What is your favorite Inter Miami jersey? And before, I'd like to find out what's your favorite MLS jersey period of all time because you have such a large collection. So what's your favorite Inter Miami jersey and what's your favorite MLS jersey? Yeah, well, like I said, the, the, the Fusion is, is easier because, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> back then uh, I was I was making my collection and I was it, it was growing uh, every week. And, uh, and I had a lot of jerseys from the Fusion guys. But uh, but uh, that one from from my friend Diego Serna, he, he was uh, he was a top scorer. He got a hat trick that game. Uh, he gave me the jersey. Uh, like I said, I was jumping into the pitch to ask for jerseys <laughs> back then. <laughs> so I pretty much, uh, I pretty much grabbed them all sweaty from the game. As soon as the, as soon as the referee uh, uh, whistled the end, I, I will jump into the, into the pitch and run and celebrate and, and, and high five. I had many pictures with the players. Uh, I had a picture that I, I posted many times also on my accounts with uh, that we were celebrating a victory, one of the rare victories with. Uh, Mario Gori and Jeff Kassar and and uh, back in the fusion days and uh, and that that jersey from from Diego is probably my favorite of the of the MLS collection and like I said I have tons uh, Inter Miami I will say that La Noche the brand new one now the black one I would say yeah. it's uh, it's pretty good it's nice uh, my good friend and member of the of, of top executive of the team. Uh, uh, Mike Ridley is the one who's involved in all the designs and and all that from Inter Miami, and 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 he's been doing a fantastic job over the years. Uh, I, I don't know how can you top, you know, designs of jerseys, you know, when you know when you have a, to work with a couple of colors and a couple of templates, you know, from from it's not like you can, it's not like you can do crazy stuff like you did in the early years of the, <laughs> in the early years of the MLS when when everything was was okay, you know, right, right, right. Whoever, Whoever got the dream will do crazy jerseys like the Wizards, 
uh, Kansas City Wizards or, or the Tampa Bay Mutiny or, or you know, or, or any My of favorite those jersey of all time was the first ever Metro Stars jersey. I, yeah, I used to live Stars. in New York. And I yeah. went in 96, I went to the Meadowlands and I watched, or Giant Stadium, whatever it was called. And I watched yeah, them yeah. and my dad got me the jersey and I've never been able to find it again. Obviously, <laughs> into Miami now, I, I don't know if I would wear it, but I would love to own it because I used to love that jersey, that original yeah. black Metro Stars jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I think that La Noche is my favorite one right now. Um, yeah, it's nice. Um, it's nice. And, and, and like I said, and the Fusion, Diego Serna, I think it's, uh, I think it's beautiful. Uh, and like I said, I, I have some, I have only, I think I have, a maybe a 60 or 70 right now because, uh, most of the, most of the boxes are in storage. I, uh, oh. I used to, I, yeah, I used to live in a big house when, when I used to live with my son. Uh, but then my son, uh, went to work in Georgia and, uh, and, and so, uh, <laughs> so now I live in an apartment and now, you know, a lot of things went to the warehouse, by the way. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a, a shout out to my son Gianluca. If anyone in the in this podcast is into fly fishing, which is an amazing, an amazing sport, an amazing, uh, you know, hobby, uh, sports, and 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 relaxation and fun, uh, fly fishing in in Georgia. Uh, I, I I tell everyone to check Instagram, Yudo uh, Cider or, or Gianluca Fiore. And, and and you will see he's a professional he's a professional uh, fly fishing guy, and and even though he's only twenty one, he's uh, he's absolutely fabulous. So you guys you heard it. Go support dream, John Lucas. If you if you ever dream of uh, fly fishing, those trout that you see in the, in the commercials or in the in the videos from YouTube, uh, he, he's he's one of the guys who can get you a, a trout. This nice. Week. Well, I'm gonna take your offer. I'm gonna take your offer up because I just I'm I'm debating on going to Georgia at some point. And I wanted to mention I'm I wanted to mention one thing earlier that generationally you've you've made a huge impact. I mean, my wife, who's in her 30s, and her mother, who's in her 60s, both when I told them that you were coming on the show, they both went crazy. So <laughs> I just want you to know that they're you know I mean I'm pretty sure you know this, but yes, just like no, how Danny said. You've been, lovely, you've been in a lot of people's you've been in a lot of people it's always lovely like i said to uh to get uh to get uh, the feeling that that people you know uh come to you and say oh you know yes. i'm following you and uh and uh and, 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 but, and like i said I'm, I'm fortunate enough and thank god that i would say you can't please everyone uh but but if you are if you are in a if you are in a ratio that eighty percent of the people love your career and twenty percent, then you've done a good job. Yeah, twenty <laughs> percent hated it. It's okay. But now this is where this is where that twenty percent might change, because I'm gonna show you a picture, and this picture oh is gonna be of steak, toast, and coffee, and I need to know your opinion on which ones you're picking, on the steak, bread, and coffee. Okay, no. Chris asked okay. this question to every guest. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm Argentinian, uh, and also <laughs> I I don't like and 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 I dislike especially the people when they tell me you have to like the meat like this or you have to like your wine like this. So uh, so I probably gonna be. Uh, I'm I'm gonna choose number four on the With on the, the meat. Steak. Yeah, okay. Okay. and people will say, "Oh, come on, man! That's uh, eso es una de zapato. Eres argentino, y cómo vas a elegir el cuatro? 
I, I can care less of your opinion. Uh, on 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 toast, I still will go probably with four. I like crunchy. Okay. I like crunchy. Uh, a little bit of of butter and jelly or dulce de leche. That would be actually even better. A little bit of a mante yes. mantequita y dulce de leche en el cuatro. Crocantita, las tostadas, eso estaría buenísimo. Y el café, eh, eh, bueno, si quiero solamente café, tendría que ser el A. Si quiero un cortado, tiene que ser el B. Eh, I like el B. I like, I like very, very dark cortadito. All, oh, all so coffee. You, like, you like it dark. Yeah, I like coffee with just maybe a tiny little bit of, uh, of milk. So those are, those are my, my choices. Así está mi gente. He picked the best <laughs> bread. Your steak was a good choice. I understand why you picked the steak like that because it, it I, is good, just depending on the cut. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the. I don't like the blood. I don't like. I don't, I yes. don't like the blood. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, bueno. it was. Look, Fernando, it was a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Thank and you. if anybody wants to look for him, you can find him on Twitter and at Instagram at Fernando Fiori. Uh, is there anywhere else that that they could uh, be able to I locate mean, yeah, some of your stuff? At Fernando Fiore is in uh, is in Twitter. Fiore official is in Instagram, and and also I'm uh, Fernando Fiore in in Facebook and TikTok. I I started to do it TikTok only during the World Cup. Uh, I can't do so many things. Like I said, I I, I love to be doing everything, but uh, um, very soon, very soon, I'm also gonna be working as an influencer, <laughs> which is fun. I've been influencing people all my life, and uh, and I've been telling stories all my life. But now seems like a, an official influencer. Yeah, those 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 words are those words are the the, the fashion words, uh, influencer and uh, and storyteller. Uh, I'm gonna be starting with uh with Fubo TV, uh, nice. the platform the oh, platform okay. that gave me yeah the platform that gave me also very thankful for Fubo uh, last year. Uh, they gave me the chance to work on broadcast again, also with uh with um, qualifiers for the World Cup during the oh, qualifiers on yeah. the South America, the Conmebol qualifiers. It was an amazing experience uh, with Antonella and Juan Pablo Angel, Sorin, and so on. So for the first time, Fubo got the rights of the qualifiers, and it was a, a very, very, very nice uh, year uh, doing every single game of the Conmebol qualifiers. And now that one spinning to now working with Fubo, Fubo Latino, which is uh, something that I was looking forward to. Uh, let me tell you, when I came back from, when I was working with Fox in English during those four years, uh, you know, I always knew that I was going to come back to the Spanish broadcasting and the Spanish community because, you know, again, I, I think that, you know, I grew up with, uh, with the Spanish community and the Spanish, uh, and the Spanish broadcasting. And, uh, and, and, and I said, well, eventually I'm going to go back. And uh, and and it was there was great four years with Fox, uh, and then I was so happy to go back to, with football to do it in English and Spanish, and then it was yeah. good to do also in English with Inter Miami. But uh, now we're gonna be working with Football Latino also coming up very soon. So look out for that, guys. Like you heard him say, follow him anywhere that you can. It's a great follow for sure. And Danny. This episode definitely was a big pleasure. Yes, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, like you said, I, we invited you about a month ago. You said that you were going out, but you were gracious enough to keep your promise and come on anyway. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Again, 
big part of my life as far as TV goes with my family. Used to love all your shows. So we appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you for everything that you've done. And uh, if you keep going to the stadium, maybe we'll run into you somewhere. I Thank saw you, you not, at the fan zone not too long ago last season taking pictures with everybody. You were very nice. Everybody that walked up to you took a picture with, which must have been you <laughs> yeah, took a lot of time. You see, uh, the, the first games of this season, I didn't go to the North stands only because I wanted to see how the team is, you know, is on the pitch, and I and and much rather see it from the sides, so I can see exactly, you know, the moves and and and, and the beginning of the season. But uh, pretty soon I'm gonna go back to the north stands and. Uh, well, we and, we sit and, in the and, south side in the south stands. Yeah. Okay. So, so we'll see so, you there. For sure. Well, again, thank you very much for joining us. God uh, bless this you. was episode 38. Chris, anything else for the people? Thank you, everybody. Thank you for supporting. Thank you. All right. And we will catch you guys on wait, Wednesday. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Waiting, 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 waiting. Since season 100. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Big fan. <laughs> there we go. Number 100. Number Thank 100. you again. On Wednesday, we'll catch you guys when we preview the NYCFC episode with uh, NYC Blue City Radio. Catch you guys on Wednesday. Ciao, ciao.